When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week, we're going to talk some Tommy Lasorda. We have a free agent frenzy, and we are about a month out from spring training, so we'll go through that next. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as per usual, I'm joined by our guy, Briggy B. Yo. He's here, <laughs> right. ready to roll. Just thought that a few was, words today. I thought that was appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Just all the- right. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's get started with this, Brig. Uh, okay. We took... We basically took last week off. Um, I'll be honest with you. We kind of we just had that inter- interview. We thought we would just float it out there for you. Um, and it was kind of a bad week to take off on uh, current events because there's been a lot of things that have gone on since the last time we came on and spoke at you. Um, one it's of those true. things was that Tommy Lasorda passed away. I mean, Dodger legend. If you did not grow up watching Tommy Lasorda um, manage the Dodgers, then you're too young, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, right. That's the only thing. That, <laughs> yes. Or way too old. I don't know which is which. But, I mean, there's opposite ends of the spectrum that are very, very slim these days. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Lasorda is a legend. Uh, Brig has on the notes here. He walks into the cornfield. And I think that's a perfect way to describe it because that is exactly what he has done. He's You're in right. the cornfield. Yep. And we're excited for him. I mean, it's sad to see him go, but it was... I mean, a storied career, 21 years of managing mm-hmm. in Los Angeles the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. That he never won, happens. No, it never happens. He was manager of the year twice, first in 83, then in 88, and he finished in the top five voting, I think, what is it, six seasons total? He managed four all-star teams as well, and he is a World Series winner two times over. With four pennants in that time. There you go. Some well, of the best. Some of the best. And one of the best videos like or clips that I, I love watching. It's kind of like the uh the Dickie V not not Dickie V. Jimmy V. Um, you know, the college basketball clip of the guy if you don't know who it is, it's Jim Valvano when NC State won the national championship, him running around the court looking for somebody to hug. Yeah. Um, there is a clip that I feel like is pretty similar to that. And I believe it's after the Gibson home run in the 88 World Series, right? Yeah. That he's running out on the field and he's looking like he's looking for somebody to hug, but instead he's just sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> this portly old man sprinting yeah. out of the dugout. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's one of my favorite Lasorda clips. One of my favorite clips, period, but definitely one of my favorite Lasorda clips. So he was 93 when he passed away, and it was January 7th officially of this year. But what I think goes unsaid often was his just abysmal playing career. So we just have to roast him for just a minute. Uh, He was a pitcher. 
He played in 54, 55, and 56. He played with Brooklyn um, the first two seasons, and then he was with uh, Kansas City for that final season and the Kansas City Athletics when they were the Athletics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad, riddle me this. What was his combined ERA? Over those three seasons? Three years at a 162-game average, even though he didn't play 162 games, obviously. Right. I'm gonna go with four point five. Bob. You would be you'd be wrong. Okay. <laughs> you gave him a tremendous amount of credit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're really glad that he is such a great manager. He's in the Hall of Fame for managing because his playing ERA was six point four eight. Woof. Nice. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Woof is right. Oh, wow. So Tommy, thank you for your contributions to baseball. We do things a little bit irreverently here. We we love you dearly, but uh, we're really glad you were a manager. <laughs> That's right, definitely, definitely. But hey, let's let's move on here. So yeah. this was something that I actually thought was really interesting. So the first weekend of the NFL playoffs, they actually broadcasted a game on Nickelodeon. They had a couple of NFL Network guys get on there and and do the call, and one of them, Nate Burleson, who's a guy who I actually really like. Um, he said that it was a lot of fun because he got to talk like he was talking to his kids about football. Mm-hmm. And, Brig, I am wondering, do yeah. you think if MLB did this, if they just broadcasted a game of the week, even if it's a Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, whatever, because the NFL did it on Sunday, if maybe they did a Sunday afternoon game of the week on Nickelodeon, do you think this would help with the demographic issue that MLB has? How could it not? And And... Where has this idea been forever? I have no idea because I saw that the NFL was doing this. I was like, oh, wow, that's a super duh. Super duh. Nickelodeon like, loves sports. They love athletes. Why yes, not? Th- Why not? I know. It's so stupid. Like This is like the toothpick, right? You're like, ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's a perfect <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <feels> so stupid. <laughs> yes. Like you got scooped by the universe, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's, exa- it's exactly the right answer, and I think they should be marketing it to younger audiences and at more accessible methods. So you do have to have somebody who can speak young. Like you're like you're talking about when they're calling the game, they have to be able to explain it and walk people through it. And in and I think that if you did it in such a way as to invite and not talk at, you would uh-huh. be really good, really well off. The results would be tremendous. But it would have to be every week, like you're saying. It can't be one off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And NFL is just a one off. They did not do it the second or third weekends. Um, I guess the second week. Anyway. Um, but, man, if Rob Manfred or somebody is not on the phone with Nickelodeon making this deal done, then Manfred is far more incompetent than I have ever thought he was, which is pretty low. But pretty, I don't <laughs> You I had don't some know. left, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm astonished. I, <laughs> you know, there is a little bit there. But if he's not making this deal or having somebody in his office make this deal, I mean, Theo Epstein's in his office now working for him. This That's is, right. This feels like something that Epstein would would reach out and do because he i mean in the words of dr evil he is hip he is with it he's with it that's he's correct hip, he's cool he's with it yeah, that's right it's exactly right <laughs> <laughs> no, was, and so i agree with you manfred's best decision ever was to bring epstein in mm-hmm. if it was even manfred's decision who knows maybe <laughs> joe tory did it but 
and that's who I'd rather give the credit to anyway. But the point is, um, you're right. This is right up his alley. He's innovative. He's mover and shaker. It, it, the NFL can't really afford one game a week at this stage, certainly in the season, to to sacrifice to that audience building method or right. model. But baseball does and always will. <laughs> you know, we especially have- since. There are 15 games every Sunday. Yes. You can give one of those games to Nickelodeon every week. Who cares if it's the Tigers and the Marlins? I mean, the Marlins are a little bit bad example because they were good this year. But, I mean, whoever the Tigers are playing, give them – like, give that game to Nickelodeon. Who cares? Just Right. You need to appeal to the younger audience. And then who knows? Coming up, you'll have more Tigers fans probably. I don't know. Who knows? Or maybe the Angels let kids find out who Mike Trout is because he's the greatest player of this there generation. There you go. There you go. That's exa- Well, they need excitement. That's the one thing you have to be sure of Yeah, is that if you're going to put this in front of a discerning audience and no more shrewd an audience is there than children, then you absolutely have got to make it worth their time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And have, you, have you tried to get a, a six-year-old or an eight-year-old to sit in front of anything for that long? Yes. Yes. <laughs> does it work it's no. very hard it's very we need to acknowledge the difficulty in the task but mm-hmm. we can there's lots of things you can do i mean cigarettes did it for a really long time baseball's got a chance <laughs> you would think but cigarettes were shooting for 30 seconds at a time that's true but <laughs> that's true <laughs> but no i i think the mlb they have they have to make this happen they've got to make it work they've got to figure it out because that's like there's no reason not to like you said it's like the toothpick duh hello yeah jeez so anyway let's let's move on so i shift it (laughs) i saw tonight i saw tonight before we're coming on that uh dustin pedroia is actually not going to be attempting a comeback to mlb Uh, we talked last year about you know if he comes because what was it? He he wasn't going to be ready to go at the start of the season last year, so we're kind of like, is this going to be it for him? But he said he wanted to come back. But now this year, he's it's looking like he's saying that he's not going to. Yeah. But my question for you, Brig, mm-hmm. do you believe the Laser Show, Dustin Pedroia? Do you believe that he's a Hall of Famer or no? You know, yes. Okay, I think we had this conversation before, but let's revisit well, it anyway. Okay, two-time World Series winner, four-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year. He's been an MVP. His number is getting retired in Boston. Like, there's that's oh, easy. for sure. Like, yeah. For sure, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. As far as his numbers go, he's at 14 years, so he's got he's going to reach that cutoff, and then on a 162 average, um, he had. Let's see, career, 6,031 at-bats, scored 922 runs off 1,805 hits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. His batting average, 299 career. Uh, These numbers do not really go in his favor as far as, like, Hall of Fame consideration is concerned. But this is one of those things 
for me, this is what where you're going to end up with those X Factor votes, mm-hmm. right? Guys are going to yeah. say, yeah, but look what he did for the game. Look what he did for the clubhouse. Look what he did as a leader and as a mentor with all this change that Boston went through all those years. My goodness. He came in in 2006, and the only thing – I. When he first started playing baseball, so my my whole family they're all Red Sox fans, all of them, right? Um, and it's so I grieve that for them, but it's fine. They're all happy, <laughs> and I love that for them. Here's the thing: <laughs> the thing is, when when Dustin got on the field, my dad drug me to the television. He's like, "Come here, you gotta see this." And it the dude, he, with all of that power and that just raw just tenacious energy was infectious man and it and it was for the whole time through to through 2017 before he got hurt right it was exactly yeah he came to play every day he gave it everything he had and you just can't beat it man you can't so i always look at dustin pedroia as one of those guys who had what i call uh and as of this moment hustle tude <laughs> right hustle tude He's yeah. not the best player on the field. He's not the obviously not the biggest. He's pretty small, relatively speaking. Um, but sure. nobody's going to out-hustle him. Nobody's going to out-work him because he knows what he had to do to get there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like one of my wife's favorite players was uh, David Eckstein because mm-hmm. he was on that, that Angels World Series winning team. Yeah. Um, because – and part of it was because he was a little guy. He wasn't very big, but he just like – and he had that hustle to – but he was not nearly as good as Dustin Pedroia, as evidenced by his short career. Sure. But yes, y- you know, there's those guys who have that quality. He has it with a certain level of talent because he had an incredible eight-year run. You know, he was oh, in, yeah. he was in the big leagues for 14 years. Yeah, 14. But really, it was eight years where he was at his peak, and he was incredible. He was very, very good. And I think that eight years, it's gonna. I I think if you were looking at his numbers by themselves, it would be close. But because, like I said, Hustletude and you said X Factor, I think yeah. that, that's what's going to get him in. Yeah, I agree. Now, his career war, I'm, I'm looking at it, his career war is at a 51.6. Uh, that puts him down in the Andrew, jo- Andrew Jones realm as far as career war is concerned um, in the 60s. Let's, let me go, let me just check. 51. Okay, Andrew Jones has a lot more war than that by 10 points. But um, just trying to find some of these big see if there's any big names down there in the 51 range but anyway um so far no actually and part of that is because those guys had longer careers they had more more yeah. of a chance to build up that war yeah you're right kirby puckett so, there's kirby puckett well there you go 51.1 i just needed you know what i mean i just wanted to see if we could justify it on that basis and and there you go, mm-hmm. Kirby Puckett. There's an, Mark Teixeira. One. There's Mark Teixeira's name. Yeah, uh, he's he's not a Hall of Famer though. He's a good. No, player, I agree. He's, he's definitely not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you're right. He is a celebrity. Let's just ignore. <laughs> let's acknowledge that. <laughs> I I, uh, I worked at Walmart, and this guy was a big Yankee fan who come in, and I had a couple of choice words of him about how I felt uh, about Mark Teixeira, and he goes, "Come on, man!" I was like, "You know it's true." He's like, "I know, but you don't have to say it." i won't share it here but uh. yeah don't 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 we we keep this family friendly for a reason that's right yeah for sure but but all right so that's the first go ahead sorry no i was just gonna say i do think he'll get in for those reasons that we that we said 
that if it were come in if it came down to uh, numbers alone no but he's got other things working for working in his favor so can i just can i say one last thing about this please do we know this thing gets political right yes there's no so. avoiding it and and Ken Griffey Jr. is exactly a perfect example. But if this is going to be as political as it's been in the past, then why not put him in the Hall of Fame? Because think of the story that that tells. Think of the think of the inspiration behind it. Think of all that you could. Let me back up. Think of all that you that Rob Manfred and baseball could get out of this if he gets elected into the Hall of Fame. Um. You know, do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, why not? And that's not the only reason you're doing it, but it's a nice little cherry on top of that. Yeah, it is. And, Just you know, saying. Ken Griffey Jr., they were asking him why baseball is the best sport. And one of the things he said was, he's like, you can be the smallest kid on the block and still be the best player of baseball. He's like, you're not going to be the smallest kid on the block and be the best player of basketball. You're not right. going to be the smallest and slowest kid on the block and be the best kid in football. But you can be the smallest and slowest kid on the block and be the best kid at baseball. And that's one of the things that makes the sport great. And that's, I mean, I just looked it up. Dustin Pedroia is five foot nine. That is shorter than me. And I am not by any stretch of the imagination tall. No, right. So, He's shorter than I am too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, but I mean, we had hopes with Jose Altuve, but those are gone. Yes. To be are. like that guy. And, and Dustin did it way before that. Anyway, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, yes. Does he go in? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yep. But he's the first right. on a long list of people that we need to talk about. He is. He is. I'm, I'm assuming you're referring to John Lester, right? Yeah. Do you want to take a break or do you want to jump into this? Let's go ahead with John Lester. Okay. So he agrees to a one-year deal with Washington, not Chicago. And How do you feel about that? Honestly, it's the National League. I don't care too much. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, <laughs> it's fine. Like, I feel like I should slap you your wrist. <laughs> well, it's like, here's the thing: is maybe Washington has a plan. Okay, sure. maybe sure. they pitched him on a plan. We both read the Cubs' way, and the way that they got him to Chicago was based on a plan. That's right. So if Washington pitched him on a plan, it worked. And if Washington yeah. pitched him on a plan, the way that a way that they can see themselves getting back to the World Series. That could have been it. And you know what? That pitching staff just got so much better. Yeah. You've still got Scherzer. you still got um, Strasburg. And now you've got Lester. Yeah. That's trouble. It's trouble. That's trouble for the NL East. So here's my thought. That pitching staff just got better for the next three years. Depending on how those trades happen. Because John Lester, yeah, he signed a one-year deal, but his influence is going to linger. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's going to bring in some teaching, and it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I think that it's an interesting situation. You know what he's going to do, Brig? What's you know what he going to do? Tell me. He's going to teach him how to win. Just kidding. They already know how to win. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. I don't... I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it out there. Anyway, all right, let's let's do one more. Let's do one more uh, pitcher, and this is actually a trade. Joe Musgrove was traded to the Padres from the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a lot Whoa. of peas. Good thing I have Whoa. a pop screen. Um, <laughs> holy moly. Wow. I'm going to head over to the casino next week and put some money on the Padres. 
Yeah. Um, you don't have, you do it from an app right now. <laughs> I could do it from an app. <laughs> yeah. I'm about five minutes from a casino, though, I could just walk in there with my mask on and do it. There but, you go. But, yeah, no, that's that's trouble. It's trouble, Speaking man. of trouble with the pitching staff, and you know what? If he's there for any extended period of time, I don't know what his deal's like because that's a trade. I didn't pay too close attention to it, I'll be honest. But if he's there for two years, could you imagine having – let's see here. We've got Snell. We've got Musgrove. I mean, Musgrove's probably going to be, what, the third guy on that staff? Yeah, four maybe, but yeah. Yeah, and then if you get you get Clevenger back, like, oh, my gosh. Dude. Yeah, they're they're it's, building something that's going to last. You know what's funny? Before we take a break, I'm just going to have to call you out. Like, you Listen to how excited you are about this. And it's the National League. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it, Brad. <laughs> how about West Coast bias? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right, let's go ahead and take a break so Brick can recover. When we get back, we're going to talk about some more free agent signings and get into some stuff about the season. Welcome back, baseball family. And before we jump into more of our free agent frenzy, we get a lot of questions about what we're drinking, okay? And much to your surprise, it they are not adult beverages, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you ask my four-year-old and I say, this is, what, Dad, what are you drinking? And I say, it's a dad drink. And that is my Raise Energy Baja Lime Zero Sugar Energy Drink. Guys, we, we love energy drinks. I don't think that's any surprise. And we're, actually, we have some things planned for energy drinks. But we, we have some biases. And it, we used to be all about bang until we found Raise. And right. it has been a game changer, right, Brad? It has been, absolutely, 100%. I'm drinking, actually so, drinking a Voodoo tonight, and it's delicious. You got the Voodoo one? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an orange cream. Right. That Well, I and I disagree with you. I think it tastes different than that. But that's what's fun about Ray's Energy is everybody find a flavor that they love. And we couldn't spend time going into all of it. It just take too long. But zero sugar, no crash electrolytes. It's packed full of BCAAs. Um, they boast... Max recovery, lots of focus, and it's all clean. So um, I like it. I don't crash when I come off of it. And we, guys, it's so exciting. We have a code that you can use if you want to try it. Go ahead and jump at repsports.com with two Ps, R-E-P-P, sports.com, and type in the code BTPOD, Baseball Together Podcast, so BTPOD, and uh, that will help us out, and you're going to love these drinks. And you'll get 15% off. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the discount. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's not just that you're helping us out. You're you're getting 15% off on that. So, dilly dilly. Amazing. Legit. Thanks for plugging that. So we'll put that in the doobly-doo below, um, but you can also just jump on with your earballs what you got with that. <laughs> and All right. Back to baseball. So the Yankees, uh, this offseason has been b- bananas for New York. And both sides in New York, but the Yankees. Okay, hold on. We don't know for sure if DJ LeMayhew has actually finalized a deal. Everybody says he did, until you read closely. <laughs> like, yeah, all the fans, yeah. all the fans are like, "Yay, we got DJ!" And I'm telling you now, we're gonna say this, and I'm gonna do it because I'm tempting fate. Right? I want to make sure that the universe goes, "Brig, you were wrong." 
Uh, it did get it did go through, and by tomorrow morning, when you were listening to this, I hope that's the case. But everywhere but one source can we find finalizing in the process, or or in the process, or nearing mm-hmm. completion. There's CBS Sports is the only outlet reporting definitive deal completion, and mm-hmm. I, for one, am a little bit worried about that. Brad doesn't care. As much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't. Uh, yeah. Because I <laughs> I predicted he would go to the Dodgers, and I still would kind of like to see that um, just for the sake of my own selfishness. But Ugh. Uh, no, I mean, we see we see stuff like this fall apart all the time because everything, like you said, we've we've yeah. seen we've seen is saying that they're they're closing in on a deal. They're finalizing a deal that nothing mm-hmm. is official. And I'm I mean, we're going off of. Off of guys with MLB.com, Jeff Passan, who is an incredibly reliable source. Yeah, um, incredibly reliable. You know, there's still a chance, if you're not a Yankees fan, that it could fall apart. <laughs> so, uh, But there's also a good chance that mm. it could be done by the time this comes out in the morning. So I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Either way, something's, something's uh, in the water. Mm-hmm. hopefully it goes through it needs to go through it's a what is it six years 90 million dollars is what's being proposed yeah yeah which is a steal i think i yeah, think for him yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah and who knows like so... it, it could be something like on little big league how um remember ricky henderson wanted a dog and they weren't willing to get him a dog so the deal fell yeah. apart and he resigned the yeah, that's right that's uh, exactly right <laughs> or the a's or whatever <laughs> forgot but, about you know, that part <laughs> Could happen. It could happen. With DJ LeMayu. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So George Springer also remains on the market, and right now we think we think it's between the New York Mets and the Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo, but we're not a hundred percent sure what exactly is happening. And I don't think anybody is. What is the last update? Is like three days ago, right? Yeah, and they're still saying the Mets. And one of the issues that the Blue Jays are having is the uncertainty of what's going to happen with their home field this next year. Um, right. It, I mean, I I don't blame them. You know, are you going to be living in Buffalo? Are you going to be living in Toronto? Are you going to be living in a van down by the river? I don't know. What's going to be happening? Who's to say? <laughs> so, so they're having a hard time signing guys, and that might be Springer's hang-up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, he is getting an offer from the Mets, who are now very, like, I don't want to say very, very good, just because haven't stepped on the field yet. But on paper, they're looking real good. On paper, they're tantalizing. How about that? Tantalizing. There you go. Yeah. Why don't you tell us why, Rick? Why are they tantalizing on paper? No. Okay. <laughs> they try. <laughs> they... <laughs> because <laughs> because I can't help myself, Brad. No, they're right. They traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. Yeah. And uh, that is why, on paper, they have become very sizzling yeah and you know you still got polar bear pete alonzo over there at first base you got his bat uh you got a little bit more protection for him in the lineup um yeah that that could be trouble um yeah i mean i like i said they haven't stepped on the field yet and they're the mets they have a tendency to met the bed so we'll see what happens there i don't know yeah but Um, they got a new head shed they did yes that so who knows yeah, there could be a top-down, top-down culture change in that, in that organization. I, we could end up one day reading the Mets' way. I'm just saying. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like that, I could see that happen. We could end up doing the fryer way. I don't know. You know, like we could. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot going on. There are big, big changes, and this is one of them. So Mm -hmm. the Brew Crew signed Josh Hader to a one-year deal. That's exciting for Josh Hader. (laughs) Well, this is the thing: is that I think, (laughs) I think, especially for him, with the year that he had this last year. Um, and everything is a little bit weird with the 2020 season. I understand that, but sure. he was not sure. great. He was not very good no. in 2020. Um, and especially with a closer, when they have a season like that, you've got to be, you, you got to proceed with caution. I feel like because closers, for some reason, they like they have a shelf life with one team, right? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of fall off that cliff. They go somewhere else, and they ha- and they go back up to kind of where they were, like. Um, who am I thinking of? Who was the guy who shot the arrow? Why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Who shot the arrow? The closer. Yeah. yeah. Every time he would. Yeah. After, clo- after he would get a save, he uh, would shoot the arrow. I can't think of his it. name right now. I'll, I'll think either. of it. But anyways, he is, I feel like the perfect example of that because he's a dude who bounced around yeah. like 10 times in 11 seasons because he would have a great year and then he'd be terrible. So they'd trade him, yeah. cut him or whatever. Then he'd go have a really good season with another team. That's driving me crazy. Why can't I? Why don't you filibuster for a minute, Brig, while I look up who that was? That's what <laughs> just a, Listen, baseball family, I have some things <laughs> I've been really excited to get off my chest, and I uh, feel like this is the perfect opportunity. So, you know what they say about sunflower seeds? They uh, are salty and roasty and delicious. And. And we love them. So get out there and find yourself a bag of Biggs <laughs> Sea Salt and Black Pepper Sunflower Seeds. Uh, the best source I have found for them is actually on Amazon. I don't have a discount code. I can't help you out there. I would love to, but you just help yourself. Biggs Sea Salt and Black Pepper Sunflower Seeds. Brad, back well to you. Done. Fernando Rodney. That's who it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you always knew him by the cocked hat. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he's good. Was, yeah, that's right. Fernando the cocked Rodney. hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he would be terrible with one team, move on, and then be really good with them for like a season and a half, and then move on. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, his average ERA is like almost four, right? Three point. Yeah, for like a lights yeah. out closer who's an all star several times. It's a really high ERA. Right. But, but no, I feel like this is. Milwaukee proceeding with caution with their closer that they've seen. Or some is it? I think it is because I feel like they they saw a decline last year and they're like, you know what? Let's give him one one more year. Sure. And but, you know, we can pull him away out of the closer role if we need to. We can move on from him if we need to. We've got flexibility there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree with you. In the case of Josh Hader, that's true. But Brad. When we were looking at all of the different arbitration deals and all of this free agency garbage that's happened, almost every single deal is a one-year deal right now. Almost every single deal. A lot of them, yeah. It's true. Which we thought was shocking. <laughs> you know, it's it's just, here's what I'm saying. I've been thinking a lot about this for the last three minutes. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I think what's happening here is that we're getting close. So we're coming off a 60-game season. 2020 was bonkers. Nobody knows what's going on. 
Nobody knows what to expect, even though we'll get into it in a minute, what we're being told about the 2021 season being a full-length 162 games, etc. But don't forget about the collective bargaining agreement. Guys, listen, it's it's happening at the end of the 2021 season, and there is some serious changes being proposed. There, Excuse me, there are serious changes being proposed, and I think... I think all of this is is teams going well let's not let's not get in too much trouble. We lost money, projected funds, yes, but we you know their their P&L charts are off from 2020. They don't know what to expect out of 21 and here they go. We might have a major financial shakeup in the whole league. Ooh, I'm excited. I uh yeah. Yeah, this that's I think that's part of what's happening. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I could see that. So basically what you're saying is it's a CYA for the teams, right? It's all everybody's just like they're like let's tread water for a year and see what happens. Yeah. Well, and especially with another weird season, right? I mean, we'll get into exactly. that like you said in a little bit with with some of the stuff they're doing this season because of the potential for a crazy season. So, yeah, no, I I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I feel like Hater in this specific situation specific, I want to make sure that you hear that I didn't say Pacific, specific situation. <laughs> Um, I think part of it is the fact that he's a, a closer on the client on decline, but also yeah. I think I think you're right that that's the reason why we're seeing so many one year deals is that teams are like, let's see where we're at financially in a year, and then maybe well, we'll go from there. And I just think that the trend is supporting their decision. He could have mm-hmm. got a two year deal in a different year. Yeah, we've seen that in pat in seasons past where those guys declining, they're like, well, let's give him a couple of years and see what happens. But mm-hmm. this is this even this one feels a little bit abrupt, right? It's like, nope, you get one chance, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's I don't disagree with you. I just think that the trend is supporting the decision. Okay. Yep. Anyway, I'm gonna jump down off my soapbox here. <laughs> it's just fine. It's to fine. my next one. <laughs> <laughs> it is Didi Gregorius. So <laughs> it is. It is Didi. And yeah. I just feel like we should be a little bit reverent when we talk about Didi, right? Like, am I the only funny. one who loves who loves Didi that much? I think everybody does. Let's be honest. If you don't, I don't get it. Can we even be friends? Probably <sighs> not. Probably not. So Didi Gregorius, we're hoping that he gets picked up somewhere, goes back to Philly, right? Like that's what it's looking like is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like he's going to go back to Philly. Yeah, but why are teams so hesitant to pick him up? I mean, there's lots of infield shifting going on. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I do think that some of it might be uh, COVID-related because he does have a long, like, uh, chronic kidney issue. So he played with a mask on all season. And Mm -hmm. so I wonder if teams are a little bit skeptical about having somebody with a chronic health issue during Mm -hmm. a pandemic. You know, we don't want to pay. We yeah. don't want to pay a guy who is going to be out because of health reasons. If that, if, if this happens, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that's it. I'm saying that's a possibility. Mm. As somebody who yeah. has worked in healthcare, that's something that would be at the front of my mind. Well, so. it's a liability financially, and it's a liability for health reasons. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on the hook if this guy contracts some sort of, you know, virus and then ends up on his deathbed because he played baseball. Right. Well, and not, not only that, but that's, that's a hole in your roster. I mean, if you're like, if you're strictly thinking of X's and O's, I mean, that's a hole in your roster. Mm. That's, that's an, that's that's a big, big gaping hole. If you're missing out on Eddie Gregorius, if you were counting on having him all season 
and then all of a sudden he's gone for 150 games. Oof. You know? Ooh, that would be ugly. It really would be. could it be any uglier than this Philadelphia team has been this last season anyway, though? I don't know. I I mean, mean, that might be why they're willing to bring him back. They're just like, you know what? What else could go wrong? Because He's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) We need the clubhouse support so bad. (laughs) I always think of, when I think of, uh, when I think of this Philadelphia team, I think of, um, the angels in the outfield, right? When Danny Glover's character comes in and the, what's his name? The catcher has got like eight hot dogs in his hands and they're all smoking and joking. And, and Danny Glover comes in and he tips over the buffet table and he starts screaming and throwing everything. Like that's how I imagine Philadelphia right now. I don't, that's just what, that's just what it feels like. I would think so because that team has been a major disappointment. Um, yeah. You know, I said when they signed the Bryce Harper deal, I said I give them four years before they move on from that deal if they have not won a World Series. Mm-hmm. And we are, what, 2022 away from that happening? Is that right? Yeah, 2022. So two more seasons? Yeah, 2022. Yeah. Two more seasons. I, I think they're going to yeah. move on from him if uh, if they don't win a World Series in that time, and I don't see it happening, to be honest. I don't see it happening. So. No, yeah, I don't even major. with uh, – yeah, even with Joe Girardi at the helm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Nope. 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 Last last question on this free agent frenzy. Um, we're gonna jump back over to the West Coast for you, just for you, Brad. Oh, thank what you. What is the deal? That. What's the deal with Justin Turner, man? Um, I have three words for you about Justin Turner, and those three words okay. are I don't know. Um. I don't know if anybody knows. I don't know if anybody knows what's going on with Justin Turner, because you would have so precise. You would have you would have thought that he that he would have been one of those guys who's on the front burner of everybody's priority list. Been like, hey, this guy, he he is a a perennial leader in a postseason clubhouse. You know that there would have been teams coming after him and that actively actively pursuing him and giving him high dollar offers because the last four years in, in LA with him. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been incredible. He's been so good. It's just, and the most consistent, that's the thing. It's yes. Especially in the postseason. It's so consistent. Yeah. Crickets. Absolute crickets. Yeah. It's insane to me. I don't understand it. Do but you maybe think that's why I don't work in a front office? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's call Jonah Hill and see what he says. Do you think? <laughs> do, you, do you think that uh, any of it has anything to do with that COVID-related debacle at the end of last season? Uh, no, I don't think it does. Because if anything, that showed that he, uh, I mean, in, in a weird way, is a good clubhouse guy. You know. Yeah, that, that he's out there with his teammates rather than, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with that though. But I mean, the Dodgers, because the latest thing I saw on the Dodgers was like yesterday, and it said that they're, they were planning on bringing in Marcus Simeon if Justin Turner moves on a free agency, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Is yeah. if he moves on a free agency, I don't know who's making him offers. I don't even know if the Dodgers have made him an offer yet. We can't like, find anything. There is nothing. There is no information. And it's insane that somebody that it's big insane. of a name that either nobody wants him 
or everybody wants him and they're just all quiet about it. I don't know. Right. right. It's weird. And if nobody wants him, it's, it makes no sense. There must be some enormous piece of information that the public is not aware of. Yeah. Yeah. That somehow and it, it would have known. to be, it would have to be huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Because agree. even teams, even teams like, uh, Chicago and New York and some of these others, they give guys chances for lots of like legal things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, okay, well, you know, you're on a short leash, but you can still play ball here if you, you know, X, Y, Z abide by these rules, whatever. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. And I don't mean to imply that there is a legal issue. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just right. saying, I'm just trying to figure out with the data that we have, which is none, like what could possibly be the problem? <laughs> so weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think on that. And when we get back after our break, we're going to talk about spring training and the MLB season. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me. Root, root, root for the home. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game shop kids baseball shirts at 9plusss.com welcome back from that short break baseball family so we have for you some pretty good news i would say um (laughs) at least news headed in the right direction there you go like that uh, <laughs> we have some pretty good sorry <laughs> well oh man how about this i'm excited the spring training starting in a month me too um that's encouraging it's gonna start on time it, it will be good um the only problem is that um fa- I, so fans can go to the games that's what they're saying right now fans will be able to attend the games but you cannot attend workouts which is like the bonus that you get by going to spring training yeah. right yeah that i mean I've done it. I did it last year. Um, I need need to get some video up on that on YouTube because that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you get to go. You walk around and you you stop the players as they're going from field to field, whatever. Wilson got a bunch of autographs, but uh, there won't be any of that this year. It's just strictly a game day experience. But it's going to be like a lunchtime game day experience because they play in the afternoon every day. Yep. Um, so we've got that. <clears throat> um, MLB says there are no plans to take temperatures or get proof of vaccine or on-site testing. Uh, so they're not going to make a sweeping indoor, like a sweeping declaration that that's going to be a thing that has to happen. They're leaving it up to the teams. And to be honest with you, something that I've learned in the last year is that most of these facilities are actually owned by the city. Um, so the city could probably could quite possibly step in and make that declaration. Yeah, of course. You know, saying that like we're requiring we're requiring on-site testing for anybody who comes in. Yeah, uh, that might not be up to the teams. That could very well be up to the city. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Brig, mm. um, would you would you make it a point to go to a spring training game if that was the situation? Yep. <laughs> in fact, Me too. I mean, <laughs> in fact, I have friends in Sarasota Springs 
uh, Florida, and they've been just really chomping to get me down there. And I'm thinking, like, this is good. I might as well do that. You know, <laughs> like that's yeah. a perfect time to do it. And let's it, do it. Yeah, like, it what is. do I? You know, and I don't want to be like flippant or irresponsible about the situation or anything. But I mean, we, we, life must go on. So if they can do mm-hmm. it safely, and if I feel like that the implications are acceptable, right? That the risks are acceptable, then yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind going. I've never been to spring oh, training. See, it's on my it's on my bucket list. Yeah. And see for me, like, this is kind of the funny thing. So I'm actually probably better off going to a game with a mask on because I have a peanut allergy. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I go to games all the time. It's like people always ask me, so you have a peanut allergy. How do you do baseball games? Like, I don't know, it's outdoors. I just try to sit on the end, I'm good. You know, and I was like I was actually thinking about the other day, I was like, if I have to wear wear a mask to a baseball game, that might actually be the way to go. (laughs) Probably should have been doing it the whole time. Yeah, never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's awesome. I literally had that thought like last week was all. Like I I am in my mid thirties and I just now had that thought after all these years of going to baseball games. (laughs) So so good. So so I'll be going (laughs) and wearing a mask and probably be safer than I was before. So so that's neat. That is neat. Neat. (laughs) Well, this anyway, the season is going to start April 1st though, right? That's they're still setting it Mm -hmm. as April 1st. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Is it's been the plan this whole time was to start on time on April first. Yep, and it's yep. going to be a one sixty two game season. That's what they're telling us. One hundred sixty two games. And but Brad, the what's interesting about this coming season is what will and will not be the same from last season. The carryovers in the rules, and in the playoff structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I kind of understand this because it is 162 games. They're not trying to get that sprint in with 60 games. But at the same time, they have about, like, relatively speaking, they have about the same amount of time to get those 162 games in, right? Like, the same size window. So, yeah. one of the things they're doing is seven-inning doubleheaders. Yeah. And an extra base runner on base in extra innings. Um because they don't want, you know, 25 inning games and they yeah. don't want double headers to go forever. Yeah. Which I understand because if I mean the, the situation is actually quite frankly worse right now it than is what worse. it was last year. Yes. So for them to try to get this season in is it could very well be more of a trick than it was to get those 60 games in and we saw the some of the challenges the teams faced, you know, specifically the Marlins and the Cardinals with outbreaks. And there could be more spread out across this 162 game season. So it, I don't know, it's going to be tough, but I think they can probably do it. Yeah, I think they can do it. And I, like I said last time, I think that they, well, not last time, but the last time we talked about this, I think that uh-huh. they, they've probably saw, you know, best case and worst case scenarios in a lot of situations. They saw what the KBO did. They saw what NFL and NBA have done. There's a lots of lessons learned at this point, so I think that it's it's totally feasible that they can pull this off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I was just going to move on. That they've that one of the things that they've decided is that they will not be instating the universal DH in this season, which I love. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, and actually, when, every time I see that, I think of you because of your disdain for the DH. <laughs> but I also think about guys like Marcelo Zuna and Nelson Cruz who have not signed with teams yet because they were trying to find out what was going on with that with that rule. I mean, yep. the Braves aren't going to bring Osuna back because, uh, I mean, there's really no spot for him. So he's got to go to the American League. Where, though? He's got to go to the American League. So I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got your DHs all over the league, but I mean, maybe he'll be willing to play right field for somebody. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. I mean, a guy who's that—I don't want to say he's like a major minus in the outfield like Nelson Cruz is, no. but a guy who is a plus plus at the plate and a minus in the outfield—that's tough. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So obviously, there's a lot of things that can change between now and April first before these rules are firmed up and and we make any decisions formally we i say we i it's not my decision but the (laughs) (laughs) the thing that we do know is that they're projecting a uh they're hoping to get a 14 team spread in the playoffs now traditionally we have 10 teams last year we had 16 um i think that both the owners and the players agree that that 10 you know we could do we could do more but 16 was a lot so everything i'm seeing a lot. yeah everything i'm seeing is that 14 might be a sweet spot and they might actually try it just to see you know and then we'll have three sets of data to compare on what uh you know a prime playoff position or a playoff spread looks like the only failing to that logic is what are you going to do with the two new franchise teams <laughs> just don't i just don't think they took that into consideration <laughs> Well, so this is the way that works, Brig. So you <laughs> yes, Brad, explain it to me. <laughs> so what you've got to do is you've got to divide the, each league into four divisions. You can't have three divisions anymore. You got to have four. Yes. Um, you got to have four four team divisions in each league. That's sixteen and sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then you've got you could still do fourteen teams in the playoffs because then you do yeah all four division winners, and then 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 the next top three hmm. records down below that. Right. Yeah, you could do it that way. And you don't even have to go with the you don't even have to go with the second place finisher. It could just be the next three. Like you could get mm-hmm. four team, three or four teams from the NL East. If that's how it ends up going. But but that, I mean that that is how that would work. Why would you not do it that way and let the best teams play the best teams? That's the way it should be. Also, go back to that. That would be an old school pennant race situation, but it would also free up opportunities for the best team to play the best teams. The other thing that you would end up with is, I hope, dramatically reduced interleague play. Yes. Like, you'd have to in order to squeeze that many games in, but also, like, just stop it. <laughs> well, and the thing, I, the thing that is kind of funny about interleague play is that baseball is the only major sport in North, like, only major North American sport that where the leagues don't like typically play each other. Right. The interleague is a strange concept. Yeah. So that's that's the one reason I don't have a problem with interleague. But the reason I do have a problem with interleague is because the rules are different. You know, like the oh. NFL, the AFC, and the NFC, they don't have different rules. It is the exact same ball, the exact same field. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like you have – it's not like in the AFC, your quarterback has to go play safety for a down every series. Mm-hmm. you know you can tell we've talked Instead, about this we have talked about <laughs> this yeah and you know and, and especially in the nba the east and west the only thing that's different is a talent disparity yeah. between the two 
you know, there are no rule differences in the major league baseball though. It's so, it is so strange that, and, and it will always be strange to me as long as it exists. You've got the American league has the DH, the national league has the pitchers who hit and it just like, right. I don't know. I struggle. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just get rid of the DH and everything will go back to hunky-dory. Give two new teams, old-school pennant races, abolish the DH, be baseball players, and everybody's happy. So if you get rid of the DH, do you get rid, Do you just have regular interleague play and, just, and not make it so that it's a novelty, but instead make it a regular part of the schedule? Or do you just eliminate interleague play altogether? No, I want it to only be a novelty if it's going to be. And I think that that's for broadcast reasons and marketability and, you know, unifying baseball fans across the country and all that's great. But I want I want to see the World Series be really everything it, it used to be before interleague play, right? Where these teams never seen each mm-hmm. other, ever. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did used to like that because growing up, you know, you could have your American League team and your National League team. Like, I've always been a Mariners fan, but because we had TBS and we could watch the Braves, I was a Braves fan just like every other kid in America. Everybody, yeah. Who yeah. didn't have a National League team, you know? So my dream matchup in the World Series was the Mariners and the Braves. Right. You know, and I never I, – obviously I never got it, but – then when interleague play came on came along, I was kind of like, oh, it's actually not that exciting right now. It, it see, and it's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, it took all the magic away from those opportunities, and e- the excitement of hoping for your teams to play each other was better than whatever they thought the result would have been by having them actually play a four game series or whatever three game series. Yeah. So I think that yep. if you bring back the pennant races and if you keep them, you keep most of the interleague interleague play out then you end up with more magic and more fun and whatever it's subtle and it's a slow burn and that's the way baseball is you know so keep it the way it is but i'm a traditionalist i know i am and that's cool thanks i'm a little bit more liberal when it comes to baseball stuff but that's fine yeah you are that's what makes it work you got it (laughs) let's go ahead and wrap it up brig you want to plug the shop for us yep baseball family if you're watching on youtube you always know the cool swag we're wearing and if you're listening on audio we will now jump into a soliloquy about uh what we're wearing no just kidding but we do have awesome (laughs) baseball t-shirts and hats and hoodies and all kinds of things even wall art for your home pillows etc on the shop at 9plusus.com that's n-i-n-e-p-l-u-s-u-s.com 9plusus.com, that's where you can get all the swag that we have. Um, And we do discount codes and all that kind of stuff all the time on our private Facebook group, which Brad is going to tell you about. That is right. Thank you, Brig. (laughs) So go ahead and jump on Facebook and search 9plususvips, and you'll have to send a request, but we will add you. There's no fee. Uh, All it is is just it's a private group where you can have fun conversation about baseball, and we also drop periodic discount codes as Briggs said but also don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the podcast subscribe to us on youtube you can watch us there it's a little bit different experience on youtube uh i typically it's just kind of you watching us but you get to see what we're wearing and then there's other times where i where i will add custom graphics so it's a little bit different but we got some fun stuff coming up for you this year baseball family we're excited we're going to tease it with that for now we'll tell you what it is later and we will catch you next week Thank you.